It is uh, the official drinking age of Star Wars tonight. We turn 21, and uh, we're gonna. And it's a time to celebrate because, uh, for more than one reason, uh, that Star Wars movie is coming out this week in just a mere few days. Tomorrow, Steve Glosson arrives here in studio. We'll give you the updates now. Falcons fly with destiny. Gobble, gobble, gobble. <laughs> I don't know why that's just one of the first thing that comes to my mind. That's right, we've got all kinds of updates for you here at Star Wars Tonight. We've got two very special co-hosts for this week's episode. Uh, let's bring them in right now. It's uh, from the Wampus Lair Podcast. We will start with Mr. Carl LeClaire. What's up, Carl? <laughs> I thought I was going to get a Nickelback song. What the heck, Riley? <laughs> That's okay. We all make mistakes. <laughs> I know. I know. It's good to see you, man. It's good to you see too, you, buddy. Ah, it's good to see you. Welcome, welcome. And also, I was. I also want to bring him into the, uh, the podcast. It's uh, it's Carl's podcasting partner from the Wampas Lair. It's Mr. Jason Hunt. Everybody. Hi there. Misa called Judge. Misa got into Force Awakens. <laughs> Misa, Supreme Leader Snoke. Oh man, there's a. I know. I, I kid you not, there is a uh, Reddit thread on the Star Wars Reddit that I saw just uh, yesterday, last night as I was perusing the Star Wars Reddit, which, by the way, this week, if you've never been on Reddit, just go this week. There's some amazing stuff. One guy screenshot a friend's post on Facebook that was at some event J.J. Abrams was at, and he's like, mm-hmm. my friend met him, they got the picture together, and then he looked and he said, just wink if Jar Jar Snoke. And J.J. Abrams offered the following commentary. That is the craziest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But that's it why is. we love it, man. That's why we love it. Oh, goodness. Do we, do we really? Yes, no. we do. Uh, <laughs> you, you started this podcast with a Jar Jar impression, sir. You, have, you seem like of well, all the people, Jason, that you would be the guy in love with the Jar Jar is Snoke theory. No, because that totally ruins the character of Jar Jar Binks. I, Why would you turn the innocent character from the prequels into the, the leader of not, supreme evil? You See, here's your fundamental misunderstanding of the character of Jar Jar Binks, a topic I did not sorry, think that but, we would be talking about on this episode. But uh, but Jar Jar Binks is a he's, – he's, he's the maybe not the villain, but he's the fulcrum. He's the focal point of the emperor getting all of his war powers. He's not some innocent clown. He is a victim of manipulation, not a co-conspirator, Riley. Do not be swayed by these false internet shenanigans. <laughs> it's so true. It's you know so what true. Just... What's that, What's that what Carl? Was... You said you want to know what I was just doing? What were you just doing? Tell me what you're just doing, Carl. I was watching Attack of the Clones before we started. Oh! Well, and I, actually... I was paying particular attention to when, you know, Jar Jar gets manipulated. Mm-hmm. I don't think he gets manipulated. I think he's Snoke. <laughs> Carl, See now? Carl, we are done. We are through. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Jar Jar is way too dumb to be able to be Snoke. Uh. <laughs> um, 
There we no. go. And now I just I just rectified my ill. Now you guys are on the uh, the beautiful video broadcast at StarWarsReport.com slash live, which uh, serves as a couple of reminders that we'll do here right out of the gate. Uh, and that is, of course, huge thank you to everybody who's kind of going in this journey. We're bringing in our last week here of Star Wars tonight. And uh, it's been it's been an incredible journey. Uh, I talked about this a little bit when we did our Return of the Jedi watch party this past Saturday evening. And uh, I'm feeling a little melancholy. It's the end of an era, and uh, the anticipation of a new Star Wars film is, sens- is such an institution of itself. I feel like I'm, we're sort of like on the last day of a Star Wars celebration that launches a new <laughs> Star Wars movie, right? I feel a little bit like um, it, it is. It's the end of an era, so I feel a little bit melancholy. But it's uh, I'm, I'm so glad that I've actually had this platform every day for the last almost month. To uh, kind of go, go through you the process, you're gonna have to do that, Riley. Say what? You know you're gonna have to do now, though, don't you? Um, no, and I have a feeling I actually gonna... know what you're about to say, but <laughs> no, I, I, I want to know what you think I'm gonna say, but um, you know, once Force Awaken hits mm-hmm. in a couple of days, yep. then you're gonna have to start doing Star Wars this morning. <laughs> so yes, the morning podcast show of life after Force Awakens. I mean, and and how how you're adjusting? Uh, it's a new a new dawn in the galaxy. Mm. Wait, Great, it feels it's like that's have a, book a very title. slow beginning, like every John Jackson Miller novel. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, ouch! Um, so uh, yeah, no, it's been an absolute blast. Welcome to everybody in the chat and uh, everybody watching the YouTube version and everybody uh, on the podcast feed. It's always great to have you guys with us. And uh, uh, I'm just going to kind of take today's episode to kind of touch base. Justin Robert Young is not available today, hence the uh, the 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 gallant rescuing. Not unlike I I I made a phone call. I call up Carl Leclerc and I'm like, Carl, I need you. Uh, Justin's not available. Uh, and he's like, I'm Carl Leclerc. I'm here to rescue you. <laughs> and I looked at him. I was That's like, right. A little short. And I, I was wearing Jason's clothes. It was real weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's the first time he's <laughs> learning about it. Um, <laughs> okay. So that's why my sleeves are just busted. Touche, <laughs> <laughs> uh, sir. Touche. Um, Riley, I got so excited. I was prepping last night mm-hmm. for... Um, an event at work and uh, just about ready to get out there. And I, and I got the call Oh yeah. and I finally, I've been begging to be on this. I'm like, so annoying. Like Riley, can I come on this week? Riley, can I come on this week? <laughs> <laughs> and I finally got the call. I better not strike out or I will be embarrassed. <laughs> no, no man. It's uh, no pressure at all. No pressure at all. It's just that uh, Justin's actually already on location in Austin, Texas, where we will be hitting the road this Wednesday. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's, it's, it's pretty exciting. So, hey, Carl, how much, I, I feel like, uh, the, the people know, but do you know, like, our shenanigans that we're, that we're putting together here for this movie? The, what? <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> so we have, we have these evil plans that we're doing, uh, okay. and, and, and it involves, uh, Steve Glosson showing up tomorrow night here, uh, <laughs> and, and, and our house. He's crashing our house so that we can meet up, and then we're all driving over to Austin, Texas, to watch uh, the movie at the Alamo Draft House. That's what we're doing, and it's the, the, the reality is kind of just now hitting me. I'm just not. I'm not sure I'm prepared, but yet I'm. Wait, I was born. I was born for this. 
Let's. You were. I was. <laughs> cue the Rocky music. I was ready for this Star Wars movie. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That was supposed yeah. to be background, and then everybody stopped talking. <laughs> Absolutely. And so, yeah. Anyway, as, as far as uh, as far as updates, I think right out of the front, uh, I don't have my notes all in front of me, but I think suffice to say, huge thank you to everybody who's left us the torrent of iTunes reviews over the last few weeks. You guys kicked us up to the top of the TV and film section uh, in iTunes, and that really helped get the word out about the show and that's a huge huge deal i just sent out as a lot of the prizes that we were giving away i had them all piled up and uh just sent them out in the mail today so i uh, expect those pretty soon as well as all of the the official this is a special update for the uh patrons of the star wars report patreon uh the star wars report christmas cards went out and fear not gentlemen it is uh they also are for staff and fellow podcasters so you're going to receive a very real I'm not going to lie a pretty darn cool card uh from yours truly uh <laughs> that uh, I'm so sure of you smiling cuz that's award winning in and of itself <laughs> <laughs> there we go merry christmas <laughs> there we go there we go um so i think on the uh so i guess right here at the opening of the show having uh, gotten all of that out of the way uh how are we feeling uh, tell me all about how the Wampus Lair is feeling now. A mere, let's see, Monday, 72 hours from seeing this movie. Um, how, how are you guys feeling? Cause you're, you're doing this, well, and maybe also incorporate, you're doing this Journey to the Force Awakens thing too on the feed, I've noticed. So tell me all about it. Yes. How are you feeling? Where's your heads? Uh, pull up the, lay down on the couch and tell, uh, unqualified, uh, <laughs> psychiatrist <laughs> Riley. All about it. <laughs> uh, Jason, you want to jump in? Okay, oh, fine. I'll, I'll take All right, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> that was so delightfully, adorably awkward. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, oh no, 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 you go ahead. Oh, no, no, you go ahead. Uh, uh, yeah. that hap- that the battle for humility. <laughs> yes. um, yeah, we're doing this sort of Journey to the Force Awakens. we releasing like so many episodes during the countdown uh, no. for the last several days. Um, and actually tonight we'll be recording the episode that will be released on Wednesday, kind of talking all about what we're talking about here. Um, so if you want even more in depth than what you're going to get here, uh, check out Wampus there, uh, for that. No, um, I'm learning from Steve Gloss, <laughs> uh, for shameless self promotion. Um, but as far as what I'm feeling, I- I'm getting really excited. Okay. And then also, Having this nagging sense of trepidation about the whole experience. Um, like is, is it too much pressure, man? Is are you like is walking to that theater like what? <laughs> well, it, it's part of it is uh, we did our Return of the Jedi commentary just about a week ago, mm-hmm. and that is my favorite of the Star Wars movies, and it ends so nicely. I love the way Return of the Jedi ends. It's my favorite ending to a Star Wars movie, and it just wraps every, everything up so nicely. And here we're, we are going to start Episode 7, and we are you know, 30, 35 years after Return of the Jedi, and the galaxy is in a shambles again, it appears. Um, yep. Possibly. And the Rebellion may or may not have actually been able to establish a legitimate government, or you know, we have no idea. And of course, Luke is maybe nowhere to be found, and what happened to the instruction of Yoda to pass on what you learned and all this stuff. And I'm like, okay, they wrapped up everything so nicely in Return of the Jedi. Will it make sense? And will it be believable, the transition that we get from that 
to where we begin in episode seven. And I'm getting really anxious about it. And, and I maybe think, I'm just ramping up the anxiety to yeah. try and undercut my excitement. Um, so I'm not too disappointed, but um, that's where I'm at. <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting because it's um, – I feel like that's the kind of thing that you will either – you buy it immediately within the first few minutes of the movie or you don't. And I think it is paramount, and I have every, every uh, amount of faith that JJ and company can do this, is sell whatever the current political conflict is, whatever the current uh, uh, character conflict is. If we If they sell <laughs> that – I think then within the first few minutes, then you're off to the races. Uh, Carl, how about you? You know, I'm, I'm thinking that if that opening crawl begins with something along the lines of like the disputed tax routes of the galactic <laughs> lanes is in dispute, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be hooked. Um, <laughs> so if we have similar Phantom Menace uh, crawl, I, I'm going to be in. Um, no, but in all seriousness, um, uh, Riley, I, th- I think you just finished listening to this as an audiobook. I've been reading through how Star Wars conquered the universe. I think it's Chris Taylor is the author. So good, is that right? Yeah, we're working on getting yeah. him on the show. But yes, yes, he's awesome. Yeah, it's. It was, it's I mean, I'm only like halfway in, but it, I'm loving it. And I, I just finished up a section on you know he's talking about the first reel of a new hope and how you know it was it was paramount that Lucas kind of you know grabbed everybody's attention that first ten minutes and and you know made you believe right from the get go because once you have him in the beginning, you'll have him for the rest of the film. And I think that's the thing too is is with um the Force Awakens um I have been reading every spoiler I could. I'm kicking myself right now because I'm fairly certain I know everything that happens in the movie. Now uh, again, maybe not, but based on all the trailers I've seen, based on all the official stuff, it really coincides with what I've read. Ah, so I'm certain so I know what happens. We took the, in the divergent movie. path, sir. There was Say a, again? there's we took the divergent path, sir, because there was Riley at Star Wars Celebration who, after seeing that trailer and after that convention, kind of parted ways with the old makingstarwars.net uh, and didn't follow Making as many Star of them. Star Wars is essentially blocked on my computer. I, I will not read anything <laughs> from Making Star Wars. A fine publication, by the way. Uh, excellent research and uh, great <laughs> folks over there. But yes, uh, but you are spoiled, and I know that that was something that you uh, went into. And no, I was, I was kind of wondering, Carl, to get an update from you. So you were pretty confident that you, you've got the goods. I mean, I don't want to say that like like I'm like holding it over anybody. I don't know. I, I, it could be total BS, what you're, right? Yeah, what you're trying to say like, is wow, that you all... you know things that other I, that yeah. us we little people don't understand. Oh, I, I know things that anybody <laughs> that's read spoilers knows. I mean, I'm not unique in this. Um, of course, I'm not going to say anything because I know there's so many people that want to stay spoiler free. And I mean, I'll be honest. I really wish I had, um, or at least less than I have. I, I wish I hadn't read like every time they're like, oh, here's the new plot summary. I'm like, oh, boy, I got reading for tonight. <laughs> um, like I would get so <laughs> up about it. Now I'm like kicking myself because it's like, you know, darn it. I wish I didn't know every little thing. And, and I'm sure there's going to be some surprises and reading, you know, like a, a plot description is nothing like watching it unfold. Um, so, you know, I, I'm and I'll be honest. You, um, you want me to share something? Uh, I, want to, I want you to share. I want you to share what happens to Luke Skywalker at the end of the movie. Go. Okay. No, I'm <laughs> All right. Uh, he and Leia get married. It's really weird. Um, okay. Don't go there. I'm kidding. <laughs> but um, no. So when I first read the very first um, like plot summary, this was months ago, um, and it's pretty much the same one that's still out there now. But I finished it, and I honestly said, like, huh, that's it. I'll be honest, like I was kind of disappointed. 
Um, but again, I think that's because it's words on a page. And I probably shouldn't, that might have been said too much. I mean, I'm not trying to say like this is going to be a bad movie. I don't think that at all. But that's the thing. No matter what you read, it doesn't sure. flush it out. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, if you read the Revenge of the Sith novel before you see the movie, you're going to think this is one of the best movies of all time. And I love Revenge of the Sith, don't get me wrong, but I just don't think it's as good as the novel. Yeah. You know, things will play out on the screen a lot differently than people are speculating or people are hoping for. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, I think with it being just a few days away, um, it's like kind of like you said at the start of this this episode, Riley. It's kind of this feeling of like Christmas Eve when you're a kid and you are so excited. But at the same time, you know, in 24 hours, that excitement is going to be gone. <laughs> you know, like that that magic of waiting for that. Yeah, there's is, something like, magical it, about it. All right, gentlemen, I, 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 I hate to interject, but I've received a text actually oh. from uh, from one Justin Robert Young. And I'm going to add him to the group call like right now, and he will uh, join us in progress uh, on, on this episode of Star Wars Tonight. Uh, and we'll hopefully get him on the line as we continue. But sorry, you were saying, uh, you were saying, Jason? Uh, Wait, what was I saying? You were that that's Justin Robert Young, everybody. I feel like that, that's me. That's the actual the, the first noise. That was Justin Robert Young. <laughs> yes, no, that certainly wasn't Brian Brushwood's daughter, Kelly, uh, <laughs> getting fed. Uh, so live at StarWarsReport.com slash live. Uh, Justin, how's it going? Hey, man, what's going on? Oh, man, uh, not too much. It's just me hanging out with some friends talking about Star Wars. What about you? Awesome, possum. Uh, man, this has been a rollicking week, mm. uh, and it is only set to get more rollicking as I feel like I will be forever defined, possibly, by my Twitter stream tonight. Oh, <laughs> your Twitter stream. What about your... All right, actually, hang on. Before I get into that, I just want to make a the quick formal introduction. It's two good buddies of mine, fellow Star Wars podcasters from the Wampus Lair. It's uh, Carl. Say hello, Carl. Hello, <laughs> and Jason. <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> How you doing, guys? Good. How are you? I mean, oh man, living the dream. I, I mean, I I feel like these this the last thirty seconds was an entire far too many understatements uh, because <laughs> I I kid you not. I'm so excited. All right, Justin. Twenty four yeah. hours from now, my friend yeah. Steve shows up in Fayetteville. And we hang out okay. and we watch Return of the Jedi and we have a great time. Then the following morning, we get up uh-huh. at 6 a.m. and we drive to freaking Austin, Texas. I cannot wait. Where's your head at, man? Uh, get, let me know. Uh, where's Justin now? A mere 72 hours from the movie. Uh, all right. So here's where Justin is. Justin is in Austin, Texas, where he will see The Force Awakens uh, with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I am uh, seething. A boiling pot of jealousy stew Oh, has uh, multiple people that I know and I'm lucky enough to call my friends will be seeing that movie tonight. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> but like, we're all in this situation, right? Oh, like, sure. You know, they, 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 have, they have a very large premiere. You know? mm-hmm. And lost our invitations to it. Yeah, evidently it just got shuffled in the mail somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Now, Justin, I've got to. I've got to say, are you still with us, man? 
Silence uh, means no. Oh, uh, Justin, he was with us for just the brief moment, and uh, it, alas, alas, oh, it was not. There we too- go. Oh, there All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> so yeah. we, we we had just gotten you at, at at your greatest seething moment of jealousy. I know. Yeah. So I mean, like, listen, they've done a great job in in uh, making sure that a lot of social media people have gotten in, right? But that means that a lot of our friends are there. And they're and they're gonna watch the movie tonight, and I'm very jealous. Ah, yeah, that is that's true. It happens in a couple hours here. We got, uh, uh, well, not not to mention uh, host extraordinaire of all things Star Wars, evidently now, uh, Anthony Carboni, who I saw last week, and it was the day that he was able to announce that he was going to host the Star Wars red carpet, mm-hmm. and I spent a fair amount of that day trying. Think of something snarky to say to him, um, and I I couldn't. I, I I hung out with them for hours. We had drinks, and uh, I could not bring myself to say something snarky for fear that the venom in my voice would affect our friendship forever. <laughs> that is insane. Yeah, no, that's so true. That's so true because we got the the premiere tonight. Press screenings tomorrow and Wednesday, and then of course the premiere yeah. itself of the movie Thursday. So it's hard to it's hard to believe, man. The one thing I gotta ask you, Justin, because um, I don't want to take too much of your time here, but uh, yeah, uh, have you seen the sixty minutes piece by any chance that went out? Last I have night? not. No, no. Uh, I've 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 tried to stay away from anything that would have new footage that I haven't seen, which beyond it, the trailers, which is definitely the sixty minutes piece. So yeah. you made a good choice there, sir. Excellent, excellent. So and and you you're doing all kinds of creative stuff this week. Um, and as you get ready for the movie, I want to get a nice parting shot from Justin because uh, I won't see you until Thursday. So I want to I want to yeah. get that kind of final big picture uh, takeaway. Now that we've been, this has kind of been a process. And I I've, I've opened the show, Justin. Being honest, I'm a little melancholy because it's sort of like the institution of an, an, anticipating the next Star Wars movie is like its own farewell that we're saying now. Well, here's what. All right. So here, I mean, number one, yes, we are, we are, we are moving out of this phase of pre Force Awakens hype, right? Mm-hmm. But what we are doing is literally entering in, entering into a new golden age for which this is the new normal, right? Like yeah. this movie, let if this as long as this movie doesn't blow, right? <laughs> like we just need it to not blow. Because if it doesn't blow, if it's mediocre, right, then the next version is being directed and written by arguably a better director and writer. You know, like you, you can you can stack up J.J. Abrams' best three films that he has written and directed and Ryan Johnson's best three films that he's written and directed and arguably say, I think, very convincingly that Ryan Johnson's a better writer and director. So, like, I, I'm, uh, and then we get all these uh, legend movies in between. So, like, there will be many, many, many times you, know, you could conceivably say that this daily Star Wars podcast could be a year-round thing if you wanted it to be, considering how exciting... Uh, this kind of new phase oh. of Star Wars genre filmmaking is. Oh, Justin, um, you, you have no idea. You have no idea. <laughs> That's patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Exactly. Now, that being said, that being said, uh, where my heart is at right now 
here's where I'm currently, and again, this is Kremlinology. I'm looking for any little clue on whether or not this movie is good or bad. <laughs> uh, but what I have liked lately is the are the main actors of this particular film just out and out taking shots at the prequels <laughs> like that you know Adam Driver in his in his Vice documentary uh apparently Oscar Isaac I haven't seen the clip but apparently Oscar Oscar Isaac uh, uh advocating the machete order of watching the movies um I I feel like that is a sign that they know they are sitting on an amazing film <laughs> that they believe is really good because otherwise why take shots at movies that, I've, although very critically maligned, uh, are still part of the like canon that uh, they are now participating in? Right? Like, why not be more referential? Unless you believed that this was going to be the franchise, this was going to be the the set of films yeah. that would totally, uh, you know, uh, that would, would totally reshape the Star Wars universe because it's good. Absolutely. Well, and I'll tell you what, man, like I think from uh, one thing I, I really enjoyed from the 60 Minutes piece last night was they, they featured an interview with Steven Spielberg, <laughs> who has actually seen the film. Yes. And he he's basically his attitude was the kid's done it. He's made yeah. one of the best Star Wars movies. And, and he's basically redefined what makes it so special to the next generation successfully. At least that was his take. And it was amazing. Yes. To see. Now, when now, you hear now, Steven Spielberg said, say that. Then you can get excited. Steven Spielberg also said that everybody should go see the Crystal Skull because it's the next generation of uh, Indiana Jones movies. So I, I, who, I, I like mean, those monkeys. Who? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, that being said, uh, I like Crystal. Here is, uh, uh, and that's fine that you say that because we live in a tolerant society in 2015 where everyone is welcome. Um, but uh, here is. The one thing that, again, as I obsessively look for every little sign that this movie is either good or bad, the I just need to have no ass, no mess come out of this premiere. You know, I just, I just need to know that it's not bad. <laughs> like that's that's all I want to know. It, it can be problematic. It can be slow. It can be a million different things. It just can't be out and out terrible, and and that's that's what I'm looking for. Other than that, my expectations, as high as they are, will be ratcheted up to heretofore unseen levels. <laughs> if, if 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 the buzz coming out of this premiere is is positive, ah, uh, I can't. Well, we will know, sir, in exactly seventy two hours. So I appreciate you uh, bouncing on real quick, Justin. I'll see you. Uh, well, I'll see you Thursday, man. I will see you Thursday. Thanks for uh, for hanging out, guys. And uh, I will talk to everybody soon. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Justin Robert Young, everybody. Uh, a whirlwind, a force of nature in the world of podcasting. I love having him on, on this show. It is so awesome. Because he has such a <laughs> fundamentally... Uh, he has a fundamental fandom and excitement for this franchise with that guy who's kind of been on the outside of of our generation who loves it so as you can tell very much by our, our brief segment it's a lot of fun i've really enjoyed mondays <laughs> i can tell yeah and uh i was gonna say something and i completely forgot what to say so never mind. you're gonna go on a, a, a detailed and uh an eloquent defense of kingdom of the crystal skulls plot and uh <laughs> well, I, 
I wouldn't say that. Yeah, I, th- I don't think it's the worst Indiana Jones movie. I think that o- that award goes to Temple of Doom, but that's just my opinion. While we're talking about I Indiana agree, Jones, but... see, see, we can we can all come together, man. Uh, and what's funny is that that there's a kind of level of um, of almost distraught excitement. People are it's it's very emotional now. It's it's raw as we get into mm. these last few days. Uh, we talked about I think briefly in the pre-show, but we of course our good friend Teresa swore off social media in the last few days and I, i've seen that from a lot of folks who are just saying uh it's time to hide in the cocoon i for one welcome our new hype overlords and i'm i'm fully embracing everyone <laughs> shouting and screaming about this movie in the final 72 hours it's released i'm watching the 60 minutes piece i'm hearing everybody cheer about it on local news and radio stations i'm going for it i'm diving in <laughs> I'm going shuttle hype. Miriam, spoilers commencing. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome, awesome! I've guys. seen, I have seen a, almost a dozen of my friends on Facebook post the "Do not post spoilers of the new Star Wars movie" post, on Facebook, um, on their Facebook pages and everything. Your pro you know, tip. Uh, well, what, what, what I think no. it's hilarious, and, I'm, and, and she listens, so uh, Teresa, God bless you. Uh, is, what's hilarious to me is that uh, she posted about the social media blackout on social media. <laughs> but it's, it is so true because, I mean, if you're trying to make that statement, it's, it is a lot of people are just kind of not quite ready to go into that overboard uh, hype. Uh, I am. I'm ready to jump all the way in. Uh, I want to, <laughs> gentlemen, if I, if I could offer uh, one or two quick things before we go. Uh, that I wanted to grab y'all's take on is um, JJ, especially the sixty minutes piece has has me thinking about it. Uh, okay, quick question: Have you guys seen Super Eight? No, I've never seen it. No. Okay, have you? I was trying to think, but you you've seen both Star Treks. Yes. Yes. Okay, so it's interesting. I think that gives us enough of a platform. Watching the sixty minutes piece, they feature. J.J. Uh, Abrams, and they highlight some of uh, his background growing up as a kid with the the Super 8 camera and making home movies. And he won a competition back in high school for his little movies that he was making. And he caught the eye of Steven Spielberg, who's a, a very personal, close friend and mentor of Abrams. And I knew they knew each other, but I didn't realize the degree to which they were well-connected to each other. And there, it, the 60-minute piece to me... Uh, gave me a window of of incredible appreciation uh, for the style of storytelling that comes from the Francis Ford Coppola's, George Lucas, and Steven Spielberg's of the world. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, for the longest time, to be honest, have not really bought into the narrative of returning to what made the original trilogy great um, because I'm a kid of the prequel era. And so it's... It, it kind of smells of marketing speak as much repetition as there was about how we're returning to this great Lord era of, uh, uh, of star Wars storytelling from the original trilogy. But watching the 60 minute piece, when you see JJ Abrams and his wife sit next to each other and talk about this movie and project and you see JJ Abrams walk up to John Williams during the scoring session as they go over notes. And John Williams says, is, is that going to work? And JJ Abrams looks back at, looks back at him and he says let me think <laughs> of course it's gonna work it's amazing and you hear that quote it's he's just a kid in the candy store making the kind of movie that he loved as a kid and i'm really starting to believe uh 
Not unlike the kid in the Polar Express movie. I'm really starting to believe. Uh, I want y'all's take on, on, on the man who is the new godfather of Star Wars, for this movie anyway, J.J. Abrams. And give me your kind of thoughts on him and your thoughts on kind of what you expect to see in theaters this Thursday. You go for it this time, Carl. <laughs> okay. Um, I mean, I've, I've always liked J.J. Abrams. Um, I think he's... Hello, Mr. Abrams. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Abrams. <laughs> oh, yeah. um, no, I just think he's, you know, he's a great storyteller. Um, I think what he did with Star Trek is he revitalized that franchise um, by making it more like Star Wars because Star Trek, let's be honest, it's just not that good. Um, I know I probably just pissed off a ton of people, but You're welcome. <laughs> I'm not a Star Trek fan overall. Um, Next Generation is tolerable. The old stuff sucks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think JJ took the lore of Star Trek and gave it some more humanity, um, which I would argue uh, a lot of the Star Trek films were lacking. Um, so yeah. I think he has a great way of, of telling character stories. Um, you know, Lost was obviously a huge hit. I never really watched Lost, but Elias was a really great show. Um, I always thought he directed the movie Cloverfield. I didn't realize he was just the executive producer, but all the same, his hand was involved in it. And that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, I love Cloverfield. Um, But I think just, you know, watching JJ on all of these interviews, seeing him at celebration back in April, he is, like you said, Riley, a kid in a candy store. And he is so darn excited to, um, you know, make these films and, and, and tell stories about characters in the galaxy that we love. I think what's so important to, to, to JJ is like, he keeps saying is he wants to delight us. Um, and I think, you know, it's funny because you listened, if, if you listened to that interview with George Lucas, uh, a few weeks back, you know, where he talks about how, you know, the direction Disney decided to take with this, this new sequel trilogy was one that would, you know, um, this is for the fans. Whereas George was like, well, I just wanted to tell a story. Um, I think JJ is still telling a story, but he's telling a story as a fan. So therefore, I think he's going to bring in the voice of the fans because he himself is a huge fanboy. I mean, and, and that's credited to the fact that, you know, he didn't even initially want to do it. Um, you know, that's the first true. time he was offered, he said, no, thank you. You know, yeah. he wants to watch it. He, he wants to be a participant in it. He doesn't want to be the author of it. Um, and obviously, you know, as we all know, Kathleen asked him that great question of who is Luke Skywalker and changed everything. Um, and I think JJ's just going to, he's going to show us a really good movie and a really good time. And I, that's what I just can't wait to see is, um, you know, what that, what that's going to materialize to. And, you know, he always says at almost the end of every interview that I've seen anyway, you know, people will be like, come on, you can't you tell us a little something, tell us a little something. And he'll always just be like, I'll tell you this. I can't wait for you to see it. <laughs> like that's what he always says. <laughs> and I think yeah. he really has taken ownership of this, um, in a really big way. Um, so, you know, I think he is in love with the story that he's helped tell. So I'm, I'm really excited to see what he does with it. Amen. Amen. I, well put, sir. Well put, sir. I couldn't have said it better myself. And Jason? <laughs> um, I, I think it was a great move to get JJ Abrams, uh, to direct Force Awakens and all that fun stuff. Um, my, and I think his strongest strength in the fact that he is a fan, could also be his greatest weakness because I've watched a lot of Star Wars fan films 
And there's some really good ones out there. And then there's some really bad ones out there. Um, and it's not any less because they're less of a fan film or anything. It's just sometimes people go, ooh, I like this part and I like this part and I like this part about Star Wars and this part about Star Wars. And they're going to put them all in the same little fan film. And sometimes it just doesn't work at all. And while I think JJ, uh, I almost said George, um, <laughs> is smart enough to be able to back off from from that sort of mentality, uh, simply because he is a bit like a kid in a candy store, I can, you know, when I think of a kid in a candy store, I think of a kid running around going, oh, candy, and just taking stuff off the shelves and putting them in his bag or whatever. And so I'm just like, well, I think that's that could be his greatest asset in making this movie, and I'm really excited to see what he brings to it. I'm just a little – Especially as we're getting closer, um, and I'm worried about the fact that I may not like the movie, um, which there's nothing to, out there to say that I wouldn't, but that's just this little nagging feeling in the back of my head saying, but what if you don't? But what if you don't? <laughs> you know? Um, and and that's the one thing that I'm also going, well, is he too big of a fan? And I think that's where Kathleen Kennedy comes in. Yeah. Uh, because she seems to be – almost as involved with making this movie as he does. She does seem very involved. More so than any other like producer that I've seen in recent memory. Even more than Rick McCallum was involved with the prequels. Um, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Callum just said yes to everything. George's like, we're going to do this. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> so, I, th but, I think we're going to have several Jedi in this scene. What do you think, Rick? Yeah, sounds great. Uh, I, I think that we're, uh, we're going to have uh, a few more lightsabers in this one. What do you think about that, Rick? Yeah, sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, we missed the so. days of Gary Kurtz. <laughs> <laughs> well, except but, when he wanted right. to, except when he wanted to make Return of the Jedi a sad, poignant movie rather than a happy celebration. Anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> anyways, um, but I, I think that's where Kathleen Kennedy comes into play. She's able to go, okay, this still has to be a good movie. And not just a fanboy's dream. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I want – the one thing I appreciated about George Lucas and the way he made movies was while he always threw the fans a bone. I mean Quinlan Voss got mentioned in Revenge of the Sith and that was a fan favorite character that was created for the comics. And Ayla Sakura made the jump too as well. You know, that sort of thing. He threw the fans a bone. He got engaged with the fans on some level, but they weren't the driving uh, – reason for why he was making the movies and I, I appreciate that because that that also kind of gives this greater you know overall view of the story and what the story actually should be and sometimes I feel like there may be this the fan tellings of these movies is what doomed many uh, about the prequels before they even saw it hmm because yeah. they had in their brain what the prequels were supposed to be, what the Clone Wars were supposed to be, how Vader was supposed to fall before we even got there. Yeah. Right. And well, you so, know, and that's, sorry, Jason. And so I'm just I'm just cautioning myself going, well, I feel like there's a lot of collaboration and a lot of, you know, balancing act going on with JJ and Kathleen Kennedy and all the other people making this movie. And I think that's key That's because important. if yeah. jj was just was just let loose in lucasfilm make new star wars i feel like we may have seen a bit 
been a bit heavy on the fan service and a little bit light on the story, the plot of the the next trilogy. Yeah. Um, no, I see. I could and so, so that that's my thought on that. And that was a lot more long winded than I intended. No, to no, be. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. No, you know, and J- Jason, you bring in a good point too, though, of the fact that when the the prequels came out, you know, those fans that were all adults when they came out, because you know, when they were kids, they were kids when the the OT came out. They did. They had these expectations. They grew up with this particular saga. Um, and it was easy to not meet those expectations. And you could say the same is true of a lot of like us hardcore fans who loved legends. And, you know, we were, you know, always like knee deep in the EU. We, you know, we ate that stuff up when we were younger. And that did. That informed so much of where we thought the story was going, which is why you had such a, a, a backlash when they, you know, announced that the EU has, you know, has become legends. It's no longer canon. You got a lot of, you know, a lot of fans were really upset by that. Um, so, you know, even somebody like me who I I did, I was not in any way upset about what they did with the EU. Um, I love EU, but I get why they did it and I have no qualms with it. Um, but be that as it may, you know, we are somewhat preconditioned by legends and we know where we want certain parts of the story to go. So it's hard to let go of that baggage. You know what I mean? Even if you're somebody who's like, Oh, I'm not, you know, I'm totally fine that they got rid of the EU. And and I'm one of those people, but at the same time, there were so many things about the EU that I loved that are ingrained into my Star Wars memory, mm-hmm. my way of viewing Star Wars that it's going to be hard to just be like, well, I'm going to ignore all that because it's kind of hard to, you know? Absolutely, mm-hmm. so. man. That's well, well said all the way around. Folks, that puts this episode of Star Wars tonight in the books. Thanks so much for tuning in. Man, it's been an incredible journey. A huge thanks to uh, Justin Robert Young for popping on for a second. We appreciate him uh, hanging out for a minute. It's a uh, it's a t- it's high emotion. High. Uh, everyone's feeling very raw, and I, I like it. I like it. Everyone's kind of expressing their fandom in different ways as we get into the final hours. Ladies and gentlemen, it's three days until we see the next Star Wars movie. In fact, three days, six hours, seventeen minutes. And 35 seconds. Folks, you can uh, follow the show. It's uh, Star Wars Tonight on Twitter. Shoot us an email, starwarstonight at gmail.com. Leave us a rating review on iTunes. That's always very much appreciated. We do appreciate everybody. And uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at the Riley Guy. Jason and Carl can be found at the Wampas Lair podcast. What are you guys up to? Tell the folks all about it. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, we, we're finishing up. Tomorrow will be our last Journey to the Force Awakens little mini episode. Um, and then Wednesday evening, we'll be posting our uh, Force Awakens Eve show. So um, definitely check out all that stuff as we get into the nitty gritties of it ourselves. Um, you can do that you know, at StarWarsReport.com under the Wampas Lair tab or um, Facebook.com slash Wampas Lair podcast, Twitter.com slash Wampas Lair. All that good stuff. Absolutely. Check them out. Wampas Lair, our longest uh, partner in podcast at Stars Report. We appreciate you guys coming on with me this evening. And finally, a huge thank you to everyone who's been supporting the network and supporting this show and the Star Wars Report podcast financially through Patreon. A lot of folks jumping on board to help out with this project as well. So, Robbie, Kai, Mario, Matt, Devon, uh, Daniel, thank you so much for jumping on this month. And uh, we got some t-shirts going out soon, so I'm excited about that as a way of thanking you. So uh, stay tuned. we got a lot more stuff going on. Uh, and until tomorrow, with Steve Glosson... Uh, I'm Riley Blanton. Remember, may the Force be with you. Always. Always.
the best version of the cantina ever. <laughs> I'm throwing it up on the video, guys. all folks happen 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 that's all folks <laughs> <laughs> oh man thanks guys that was awesome you're welcome i'm Woo. sure i pissed off Thank a lot of people so i didn't like star trek but whatever <laughs> <laughs> anyway it's star so wars podcast, wait till they see so. the star you've got to in fact uh i've got to share this star trek trailer to you it's it's not good it is mm. Uh, let me uh, let me what? stop the recorder here. Yeah, I just